We're in part three of our Encore series uh, called Blessed Are, where we've been looking at the, the Blessed Are statements, and over this last Encore series, the last four Blessed Are statements of the Beatitudes um, found in Jesus' sermon uh, on the Mount in Matthew 5. And if you missed uh, any of the last couple of weeks, those are now online uh, for you to have a look at, uh, and they're available for you on, on the app uh, to listen to, but we're going to get straight into it. Um, this morning, because we're looking at uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 9, that says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. And let's just pray this morning as we get into the message. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for who you are and for all that you've done in our lives. Father God, we thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for his teaching and his instruction and uh, his example. And Father, we thank you, Lord, uh, that he is the living word. And so uh, we can uh, look to him for many things. And Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word uh, that is truth and all that it can do for our lives and, and uh, teach us about life. And so, Lord, this morning, I just pray that you would use um, my words, Father God, for your purpose. Uh, Lord, that as I speak, Father, may your Holy Spirit this morning multiply the message into the hearts of every individual, uh, into their lives, into what they're going through, Father God, because you know uh, what, is, what is happening in each of our hearts. And so this morning I surrender to you, Father God, and I pray that you lead me, uh, Father, that you would open and, and heighten our spiritual ears uh, and our spiritual eyes to see your spirit, to see you at work in this place. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen, amen. So there's quite a lot of material out there about uh, being a peacemaker or being uh, a maker of peace or what it means to be a keeper of peace or to be a peacekeeper um, and a peacemaker. And even as Debbie and I talked about this topic uh, this week, we had two quite different ideas about what the word peacemaker meant and what that um, kind of looked like for us. And I'm sure if I asked the question this morning, what is a peacemaker, that in a group this size, uh, we might end up with a few uh, different answers and different interpretations of what Jesus means there uh, in that phrase. And, you know, some of us may think that a peacemaker is uh, a political uh, envoy or an ambassador or someone who uh, fights to bring about and to maintain peace. Uh, or maybe we think that it's uh, someone who kind of behaves in a certain way so uh, that there is always peace about uh, their lives and about uh, their circumstances. And the challenge, as with anything that we read in Scripture, uh, I think is that it's so easy to apply our understanding of certain phrases. It's so easy to apply our context when it comes to certain uh, words and phrases uh, in a particular way to the Bible stories where uh, we kind of take references like the merciful uh, that we had last week or the pure in heart that we had a couple of weeks ago and then uh, today the peacemaker and we take what that means to us and what we kind of think that means and kind of understand that to mean and we apply that to the word of God. When in actual fact I think it needs to work in the reverse where we kind of go, well, what was, what, what's been said to them back then, 
what is being said by the person who's saying it, who's he saying it to, and in what context, and then what does that mean to us today? And so my hope this morning is that as we unpack uh, this powerful verse, and I mean every one of these verses packs a bit of a punch to them, um, as we unpack this powerful verse that we'll be able to, uh, to better get an understanding uh, of the peacemaker that Jesus is talking about here. Is that good? Is that okay this morning? So the Greek word peacemaker uh, that's used uh, here in Matthew signifies a founder or promoter of peace. The word that's used here uh, means one who restores peace and reconciliation between persons and even nations. So a peacemaker is a restorer. The peacemaker that Jesus is talking about here is someone who reconciles, who brings things uh, back into order and bring things back together. And as mentioned at the start of the series, you know, the, ser- the Sermon of, on the Mount was just, it, it was a lot more than just Jesus giving us some cool ideas and some cool teachings and instructions about life. It was a lot more about Jesus just kind of showing us a, a certain way, but it was Jesus outlining the characteristics of those who are blessed in God's kingdom. Doing away with status, doing away with class, and opening the way for all. No matter how broken and how beaten down or how high up their life was. Jesus was saying that those, wherever they sit on the spectrum, who are peacemakers, will be called sons of God. A restorer and a reconciler. You know, for something to be restored and for something to be reconciled, it kind of has to have been broken. If a peacemaker is a restorer, if a peacemaker is someone who reconciles and brings things back together again, something has to have been broken for that to take place. And in the time when Jesus was teaching about the kingdom and in the time when Jesus was teaching here about uh, the blessings and being blessed uh, in the kingdom, the fundamental, what was fundamentally broken and needed restoring and needed reconciling at this time, the very thing that Jesus was sent to earth for was the relationship between man and God. I believe that Jesus Christ was the ultimate peacemaker. And so it's no surprise when he states there that blessed are the peacemakers. It's no surprise that he says that they will be called sons of God. And when you look back further to earlier translations, ladies, that includes you. It's all the children of God. And so in Isaiah 9, we read a prophecy about Jesus coming, uh, one that we often hear around Christmas time. Uh, And it says about Jesus in verse 6 that he is the Prince of Peace. 
He is the Prince of Peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And so I want to suggest this morning that the peacemaker is the Christ follower who carries Christ's peace with them that through their lives, God can bring restoration and reconciliation to the lives of everyone God uses us to impact. That through our lives, as we carry Christ's peace, we can impact the people around us. And so I want to share three thoughts this morning. Um, for becoming the peacemakers that I believe uh, we're called to be. And the first thought, if you're taking notes, uh, is to receive peace. Receiving that peace that comes through Christ, the peacemaker, our peacemaker. You know, in John 14, Jesus shares the gift of peace with his disciples and uh, in verse, seven, verse 27, he says, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. And I think that the next part of this verse is so important. It says, Not as the world gives do I give to you. And I think that the implication or what that implies here is that there is a peace that comes from God. There is a peace that we get through Christ that you are not going to find anywhere else in this world. There is this peace that Jesus gives. There is this peace that Jesus has left us that we are not going to find in anything else in this world. Philippians 4, verse 6, and 7, verse 6 to 7. 6 and 7. It says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. You know, if you're struggling to find peace in your life this morning, I want to tell you there is a peace that comes from our Heavenly Father. There's a peace that comes from God that we've received through Jesus, our peacemaker, our restorer, our reconciler. A peace that we can't understand, but that we know is there and sense in our lives, and a peace that is placed uh, within our spirit and within our hearts. And here in Philippians, I believe that Paul's showing us how to access that peace by prayer, by supplication, with thanksgiving in our hearts. And it's an internal peace that I believe we carry within us. You know, I've seen, uh, and I'm sure many of us have, uh, we've seen people who, Kind of live with everything on the outside, looking like it's in order. You kind of see people who you just kind of look at and you, you, you kind of think, you know, man, they, they've got it all together. 
They've got everything going well. But internally, they're just at complete war with their purpose in life. With their profession, direction, they're at war with relationships. And they have no peace uh, around what's going on in the social settings or in society around them. And then you see people who are kind of just busy, people who kind of have lots going on. People who just give and give, who are full of activities, uh, almost chaotic at times, but still seem to have this amazing sense of peace about them. A sense of peace about who they are, whose they are, and their purpose because they've received this peace of Christ through a restored relationship with God. And so it's receiving that peace that we're talking about in this point that surpasses all understanding from the peacemaker to sustain you, to guard you, and to lead you. Is that all right this morning? Who'd like to receive some of that peace And then on receiving peace, uh, the peace of Christ, I think we then need to be shaped into peace. Be shaped in peace. And this point uh, is talking about being shaped into the character of Christ. It's being shaped into the character of the Prince of Peace, into the character of the peacemaker. And isn't that just the point of being Christian? To be shaped into the image of Christ. In every form, to allow God to renew us. And you know, if Jesus is the ultimate ultimate peacemaker, uh, which I believe he is, I think it's important that we should look at what he did to bring restoration and reconciliation to man. That we should look at what he did um, to restore us. What did Jesus do to be our peacemaker? You know, when you have to be a peacemaker uh, yourself, whether uh, it's between you and someone else or whether you're uh, trying to bring peace uh, between two parties, you know, it's, there's always a reason why uh, there needs to be a peacemaker. And, and I think that oftentimes I've experienced that it's because there's been a difference of opinion or a clash of uh, what two parties believe to be uh, truth or the way things need to be. And so negotiation requires that the, the parties kind of come together and, and they kind of tell each other what they want and then kind of negotiate what they each have to give up. And uh, yeah, some, some people do that with God. I think I did that with God when I became a Christian. Where you kind of go, well, okay, God, you know, if you do this for me, then I'll follow you. Or if you do that for me and you make that happen for me, then I'll, I'll know that you're real. Almost trying to negotiate our salvation. And with peacemaking in, in uh, relationships or in, wish, uh, in issues, I was just about to say peacemaking in worship. Oh, that's a dangerous one, eh? Have mediation in our worship teams? Oh. Speak against that in the name of Jesus. 
You know, with peacemaking in relationships in, 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 in the marketplace and in business, both on a personal uh, and, again, in, a, in the professional re, uh, arena, I think that often the default is that we kind of look first to, to what we want and what we can get before we look at what we may need to give up or lose in the process. Does that make sense to anyone this morning? And then I guess the extreme is that when, uh, you know, there is a, control, a controlling or a forcing of someone uh, into a place where they have to surrender their position by force to resolve what was broken or to bring peace, which I don't think is peacemaking at all. And so here's a thought that I want us to consider uh, this morning with being shaped in peace. When we look at the life of Jesus the Prince of Peace, the ultimate peacemaker. Jesus didn't bring restoration by force. Jesus didn't bring reconciliation by coercion. Jesus didn't even sit down and negotiate with us our salvation. He didn't bring us peace even by justice. And you know, God is a just God. But our restoration and our peace didn't come by what we justly deserved. Do we understand that this morning? Our reconciliation and our peacemaking with God didn't come to us by what we justly deserve. It came to us by what Jesus was unjustly surrendered to and submitted to for love, grace, and mercy. Philippians 2, verses 5 to 8. It says, In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset of Christ. So here we go. We're going to be told the mindset of the peacemaker, the mindset of Christ, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. God in the flesh. By all rights. Think about what he gave up. Think about what he didn't take advantage of. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself to become obedient to death, even death on the cross. You know, I believe that Jesus' character as the peacemaker was more about what he gave up for peace than it was about what he would gain or get out of restoring peace. Can it be that as Christ followers, as sons and daughters of God who are called to be peacemakers, that part of our shaping is to follow 
the example of Jesus and consider our own sacrifices for peace more than we consider what we might gain from peace. Jesus made himself nothing. The NLT puts it this way. He gave up his divine privileges. And both the King James versions say that he made himself of no reputation. Laying himself down. Laying down who he Laying down the power and the authority that he had every right to, to show love, to show mercy, and to serve others, to bring restoration and peace. Amen? Don't we serve an awesome God? And then finally this morning, We're to sow peace. Now, when we've received this peace that comes through faith uh, in Jesus, when we've been shaped uh, into the peacemaker character that's modeled by Jesus, which brings blessing to our lives, and which gives our, our life a different and a new purpose, it's there to be shared with the people around us. I believe that that's there for us to share with others. That this inner peace is there for us to display to others. As an overflow of who we are called to be in Christ. And our 2 Corinthians verse 5 shows us that God is the peacemaker. And with the peace of Christ in our lives, and as we continue to walk in step with God's peace, now our lives then continue, then contain a peace that we're called to give away. James 3 verse 18 says, Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. I love the way that it's put in the NLT. It says, those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. You know, on first, on first thought, I thought that, uh, that the peacemaker was someone who worked towards peace and who advocated peace. And that is an aspect of the peacemaker, I believe. And I guess the challenge uh, for me and for all of us uh, this morning that I want to put out there is that a peacemaker is someone who we are and can become. And not just something that we do. Amen? 